Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Slow Your Roll. It is Monday, August 1st. Dominic Lorenzano, I'll be alongside uh, my co-host Jesse Caulfield in just a bit. We got a trade deadline special, by the way. You know, we started this show last year just after the trade deadline. Now, a year later, we're here just 24 hours basically before the deadline here to talk about uh, what's going to go down. Sox in a very different position this year than I think we talked about last year around this time, but it is what it is. And with that, it's going to be a little different format today. We're going to kind of get right into it. And we have our uh, one of our regular contributors here and there calling in from South Carolina. Usually calls about college football, but during this time, he's a avid, avid baseball follower, and he's been following all the stuff. So I welcome in Larry Lorenzano calling in from South Carolina. How are you doing? Hey, Dominic, good to talk to you. Thank you. It's it's great. It's a great time of the year. Um, you got teams making decisions. Are we buying? Are we selling? How all in do you want to go? Always can be an exciting 24 hours. But with that said, not to be a damper of the mood, but, uh, you know, with many things Rob Manford does seems to be counterproductive and never well thought through. I believe that we could be in for maybe a little bit of a less active trade deadline this year, adding that third wildcard team. There's so few sellers right now. It's a seller's market, don't you think, Larry? Yeah, it it, it really is. And like you said, um, um, there are fewer sellers because the the playoffs were expanded. So more teams have a chance. And and it's not good for ownership to start selling players off when you have a chance to make the playoffs. That's not a good, not not a good thing for you to, to attract your fan base and keep them coming again. So um, it, it definitely had got a lot of teams right in the uh, right in the bubble. Exactly, and, and you know it's funny you bring that up. Seattle Mariners last year faced some heavy criticism for doing exactly what you just said. Um, they were still in the playoff contention, had gotten even a little hot, and yet they decided to sell one of their main big-name relievers who was having a great season. Seriously did not sit well with the players or the fans in Seattle. It was a shock and definitely a disappointment to fans when they unloaded uh, Kendall Graveman, who's <laughs> one of the better relievers, you're right, in the American yeah. League. And um, I believe he went to Houston, and now he's on, on the White Sox. And um and it was a shock that they did that. Because um, they lucked out in a way because Toro ended up hitting about three home runs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it's and you, and you see a lot. You see a lot of that uh, than you used to do, and which um, leads me to a situation where you mentioned off the air with the with the Brewers mm-hmm. um, and the rumor about Josh Hader being dealt away. Yeah, you know, just as you mentioned that seller's market, I was going to get into it, but I'm glad that you. You, you're right on it. So Hayter uh, is being talked about now being on the market despite Milwaukee being in first place. And you have to say that this has directly contributed to the fact that the pr- asking prices from these teams are so high that Milwaukee seems like what they're trying to do is either try and deal with a fellow contender from a place of strength to give them something they need or at least be able to throw a new Hayter to even a seller team to at least reduce the price in prospects. That's how crazy this uh, asking price market is right now. Exactly, and 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 um, we'll see we'll see where it ends up. Uh, you know the hater thing. I don't know. I've mentioned in the past. I've always thought he was a bit overrated, but um, he's certainly he's put up the numbers, so that's not correct. 
He and has. Yeah. Um, there's there's some friction though with him in Milwaukee now too, where Hater is saying that he only wants to be used for one inning. He no longer likes the multi inning stuff that they've been asking him to do. That's another part where this market has now come from, where Milwaukee's saying. If you're only going to want to go one inning, we have Devin Williams. We have other guys behind you. So let's deal from a place of strength and not have to give up so many prospects. I did not read about that comment from Josh Hader about uh, no more than one one inning. But with the percentage of strikes he throws, uh, one inning is it's already 35 pitches. So exactly. I guess I understand that. Yeah. But um, the other thing about this, uh, I wanted to mention um, – about this trade deadline. If you remember last year, and I remember specifically, the number of trades that went down in the last hour or two were incredible. So yeah. I think today is going to be another quiet day. I think everything's going to be again tomorrow. I believe it's a four o'clock deadline tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And, but if you and, remember a year ago, a year ago, everything, I mean, 90% of the trades happened in the last two hours. So. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong considering the staring contest that's going on now. Um, Jesse Caulfield in studio now. Jesse, just to keep you up to speed, we're talking about that this is a seller's market right now. And I don't know if you heard the news and only broke about an hour ago that the Brewers are actually putting Josh Hader on the market. Really? In order to try and either sell, uh, either trade with a fellow contender or at least reduce the amount of prospects that they have to give up to give up bats. Um, because there's so few real sellers right now, the asking prices for a lot of these guys is so high. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to get on to the next one. You know, we were talking about this. Always it takes one domino to fall and then the others follow, usually. But I'm going to put here a, ca a caveat. With the Luis Castillo move, now Castillo has clearly been the best guy on the market for pitching, but only this year. I don't know if it makes a huge difference. And I think it also, it doesn't change the price. It may even hurt uh, other buyers because I think in front offices in Oakland and in San Francisco, they're thinking to themselves, well, maybe Montas is just as good as Castillo. We want almost the same price. We know Castillo has been better this year, but historically throughout his career, Castillo has been kind of inconsistent. Um, San Francisco, obviously Rodon is a rental, but Rodon is the best pitcher, at least within the last year and a half of everyone who's on the block right now. So I don't know if Castillo falling has changed the price for the better for anyone looking to buy starting pitching right now. Well, uh, it, it, I mean, the price was inflated with that trade. Um, I mean, you because you've always been a supporter. Teams going for it now. You like aggressive ownership, and and the Mariners deserve to be applauded for them going for it now, even though their team doesn't look like it's a, mm -hmm. you know, on a level of the Yankees or the Astros or the Dodgers. Correct. I would say that's fair. Though yeah. the Yankees seem like they could be in a little bit of trouble right now, from what I see. Um, they're having some starting pitching problems and some different second half regression. Um, that takes us on to the next thing, which, you know, now with Rodon and Montas, I don't see the price coming down because you have the Twins, the Jays, and the Yankees, especially the Yankees and Jays in the same division, both in desperate need of starting pitching. Um, I don't see the price coming down for either one of those, Montas or Rodon. Either. No, I don't either. Along with the Cardinals, too, definitely needing a pitcher. Mm. And... Um, um, yeah, the price the price is going to be high, and that's one of the reasons nothing's happened yet. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting in the next uh, 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I think any market that kind of involves the Yankees is always going to be high. Mm -hmm. They're always in on 
the biggest names. So mm-hmm. that, that doesn't really surprise me, though. If the yeah. Yankees are in, it doesn't surprise me that it's going to stay high. Yeah. The problem for the Yankees is because they have such a such a dominant, uh, not dominant, but such a really good team that feels that they can compete with anyone in the American League within the same division. They are not only trying to get a pitcher themselves, they're trying to block their potential opponent from getting one. And the A's and Giants are in the driver's seat right now to me. Yeah. Well, I, I made that point to you, Dominic, a mm-hmm. couple hours ago in a message, yeah. um, a Blue Jays-Yankees battle for Frankie Montas. And, and, and not only do you want to get him for yourself, but you don't want to end up in a semifinal series with the opponent, and they ended up getting Frankie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and we've seen trade deadline moves um, for these teams pay big dividends um, later on. And now that we're talking about how high these asking prices are for the big names, now it becomes maybe – it's going to be a market of middle names. Before we get into what's going on this year, let's let's thread back to last year. Let's talk about the way the defending World Series champ Atlanta Braves used the trade deadline last year in order to retool their team and how big it was in the playoffs. Yeah, well, that's that's a personal story for for you and me, as you know, yes. with, the, with the trip we made to uh, to Truist uh, last January, and they were rotating. Remember, Dominic, they were re- rotating four four outfielders uh, in the corner outfield spots or actually in center field too. Uh, guys like Almonte, Heredia, um, Arcia was playing some outfield mm-hmm. and they were below 500 at that time. And they went on to win the World Series in part because A, the bullpen got ridiculously hot mm-hmm. and they went out and got Rosario, Soler and Peterson. Yeah. Because Jock, Jock helped them early then he tailed off and so Aaron Rosario picked up the um, the slack in the postseason. It was quite a story. It was, and and I would consider both of those middle level deals too. I don't oh, think exactly. Yeah, they weren't yeah. stars, which leads me to another thing. You know, the media drives me crazy, and ESPN.com continually talks about Otani here. Where could where could uh, uh, Soto go? This and that, and that's not what this deadline is about. I don't expect either of those guys to get moved, and I know you don't either. Um, and that's not what this deadline's about. It's about guys like the Eddie Rosarios and the, and the Jorge Solers, who can be up and down at times. They're not consistent superstars. But if they get hurt at the right time, you might end up winning a trophy. Exactly, exactly. I'm going to let Jesse come in here because I know that you probably at least disagree on the Soto one. You do expect Soto to move. I think Soto would, would might move. I don't think Otani's going to move. I, he oh, might I don't he might want to get closer to a microphone. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you get in. I don't know how well you can hear me there. Um, I'm not. I'm not producing today. I just thought I'd mention. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I I do think Soto has a good chance to move. I, the word is the Nationals are going to give him one last offer. I don't know when that's coming. It's got. It's got to come soon because then if he do, if he denies that one, then he they said they will definitely try to trade him. So that probably will come today. Mm-hmm. And then if he denies it, probably, I guess, be traded tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I, I read this morning that uh, the Angels are kind of out on Otani and trading Otani. Yeah, and even if the Angels wanted to trade him, I just don't see in this short amount of time that you could be able to have enough negotiations and put in place a deal that big. Because uh, the price for Shohei, it'd be a whole different level of anything I think we've ever really seen before at a trade deadline. 
Yeah, it, it's it's hard to put a price on a deal, and it's really hard to put a price on his value when it's time to negotiate. <laughs> he could say, "Well, let's see, four hundred thousand is a hitter, three hundred fifty thousand is a pitcher. I'll take seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mean, exactly. Who wants, to go, who wants to go there if you're owning a team? So no. I mean, these have the potential to be two historic trades. Mm-hmm. A guy who hasn't been in the league with an Otani in decades, almost a century <laughs> yeah. in a, and then a 23 year old player that has the potential to be one of the best players in baseball. Like the, the market for these guys has to be, I don't know, something we haven't seen in maybe ever. And that, um, and that can't, you can't juggle both of those in one deadline. It just can't happen. No, no. And it's hard to, again, put something in place for something that high of an asking price, that big of a deal in 48 to 72 hours. It's just not enough time for a lot of guys to want to be able to pull the trigger. Yeah, that leads us to another topic. If you don't mind if I bring it up, Dominic, I know it's your show, but we've talked about this. And baseball, 25 people in a roster, or 26. And it leads me to the question that I ask all the time. Is it is it worth to spend so much money on one player? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think I think the best way you could do it is I don't mind when the Twins want to overpay for Correa for a year. Maybe you want to make it shorter. But that is a legitimate argument where the Nationals win a title when Harper leaves. How are the Phillies doing when they give him all that money? Same with a team like Washington. You know, I think there's certain parameters. Um, if you're a mid-level or low-level market team, you certainly can't be doing things like that. But there's the also the caveat of, listen, if I give a guy an eight-year contract and overpay him and pay him $300 plus million, if I win a World Series within one year or two years, does it really matter? Was no, it all worth it in the end? And that's that's where it's it makes sense for a team like the Dodgers, who are, already were good enough to win a title, and then they put the icing on the cake and, and acquired Mookie and paid him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But then you look at the Braves, who lost a superstar. Mm-hmm. And one hundred win it all. Yeah. Now, and uh, if I was to argue against myself, I could say, well, I also had another superstar on the team at the same time. Yeah. That might make a difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you if have you anything? A, if you lose a Acuna, but you still have Freeman, then you're <laughs> yeah. still there. But yeah. Do you have anything to say about, in general, these long, big contracts in baseball? Yeah. Um, I mean, it is an interesting trend, uh, but uh, it. For the big market teams, like with the guys like Mookie Betts, a guy like Mike Trout did make sense. Um, I don't really think it made sense for the Angels. Mm-hmm. But I, if you have the money and you think you you can be a contender building around this guy for a long time, I I I think it's kind of okay. I mean, if you got the money, why not? I think they're doing it with the wrong players. Like Bryce Harper wasn't the best choice. I don't think a Manny Machado is a great choice for a giant contract like that. Um, and I've said in the past on the show, like, I don't think any of these guys could ever possibly live up to these $300, $400 million contracts. Like, you just can't keep putting up 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, batting 300 for 13 to 15 years. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to be worth $30 million for 15 years. Um, but if you win a World Series 2, 3 over that time and you're the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Red Sox, I know the Red Sox are not willing to put these contracts out there. Um, I, I think that's worth, if you make a profit over that time to these guys, I'm sure it is totally worth it to them. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you know, my thing on this, my last thing on this is it's the age. So if, if a guy is 30 or near 30, I don't do it. That's why I'm not someone who is in support of signing Xander, though it makes me enemy number one in Boston right now. And why I would talk to and, and think yeah. about signing a guy like Devers, who's at 24, 25. And again, why I think as long as I'm a big market team with the money, I might actually trade for Soto knowing I'm going to give him the money and be paying for all his peak seasons. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about Xander the other day and we probably want to talk about the Red Sox, but um, um, that Xander could be the kind of guy that, um, like I said, I didn't remember Dominic. I did predict one thing, right? I didn't think he would be traded and mm-hmm. one, you know, for this trading deadline, but maybe the Red Sox can overpay him, but make it a short term deal. Maybe, like three years, a hundred million, something like that. I mean, he's probably not worth thirty-three million a year, but you're not you're not paying two hundred million and spreading it out for a long time. I'd, yeah. li- I'd like to see that kind of a deal happen. That would be good, and I would take that. Uh, yes, I know. At this point, it seems Boston will not trade Xander. I do think with the astronomical asking prices of some of the bigger name bats, I still would love if the Sox had traded him, just because I think they could get quite a bit back considering teams not wanting to make a deal for some of the names like Soto, or I think even the price for Josh Bell right now seems astronomically high for another guy who at times can look like one of the worst hitters in baseball too. I know you really put it together this year. It was funny. Yeah. But is that, but is that a guy that you want to give up two, three high level prospects for and hope that he can maintain that for half a season? No, no, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you don't you don't want to give away the kind of stuff that the um, Seattle gave away, something like that. Mm-hmm. Seattle right. gave away Seattle gave away serious prospects. They that. did, they did, and the only reason I'm okay with it is at least most of Seattle's team is young and inexpensive. True. So, although uh, I don't know if Kellenick is ever going to, say it, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I also I also kind of like it because one. World Series would mean everything to them. Yes. And heck, even like a trip to the ALCS would mean kind of a lot. Now, I think that's way too much to just for a trip to the ALCS, but I think they're also looking a little long term. Mm-hmm. You talking Mariners, Jesse? Yeah. 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 yeah if, if, if they can keep Castillo and sign him long term, like I, I, I kind of, it's fine to my being. If they can be a contender for a little while, mm. as much as a Seattle contender can be for over a couple of years. I mm. uh, I think it'll be worth it. All right. So I want to get it is a big risk. Yeah. Now we're not going to go over the entire shopping list uh with you. We'll do that later to post out on the show. But I, I do want to get into we've talked about the Yankees and Jays and Montas and all that. I do want to talk about two other teams, mostly because both of them have been linked to Soto, but then also they need other things. The biggest one being the St. Louis Cardinals. Now they've been linked to Soto for a while now, and they clearly have the prospects to be able to make a deal. However, now I feel that it's unlikely to happen simply because they need pitching help too much. What do you see going down for the Cardinals? Soto, pitching, and if it is pitching, are we talking one of the big names, or are we talking we're going to go Atlanta Braves style and go a little bit more mid-level? Well, one of my uh, predictions when this uh, deadline run started was Montas for the Cardinals. Mm. Um, And as you mentioned, they not only have the prospects – in the minors, but they have uh, newly major leaguer prospects um, who are ready right now. If they want to give up either Gorman or Donovan or mm-hmm. or 
I don't even know if they possibly trade the big right-handed hitter, Yep- Yepes. Yepes. I don't think they trade Yepes because they need the power in the lineup. Um, yep. I think in a perfect world, St. Louis would at least get a, a bat to help the lineup and a pitcher. So I don't see them trading Yepes. They totally, I could see them giving Donovan away, though. Maybe still consider trading Carlson or O'Neill. What do you think? I think Carlson's untouchable. I really do. Okay. Um, I, I think I think they, especially Carlson's untouchable to me because their number one prospect in their minor leagues, they have no problem trading. And they would actually, I think, rather trade him away than Carlson because oh. the, the kid down there plays at a position that he's not going to be able to break in with with St. Louis for another couple of years. Which center fielder? No, third baseman. Oh, third base. Okay. And and now you have Gorman hitting at a major Walker league. Or, what? Well, yeah. Who's the third? Is it Walker? Yeah. So okay. you got you got Arenado at third, and you got Gorman now playing second. And by the way, Walker and Gorman were were pretty much one A, one B. It's not like Walker was higher than Gorman. Gorman's already at the majors and hitting and producing. So there's really no path for Walker. That's why I see the Cardinals in general if they want to make the moves, they can make whatever move they want. Now, <clears throat> I see St. Louis not getting Montas, though. I see St. Louis going mid-level. Let's get Syndergaard, who's yeah. a rental, and his ERA is like four. He's not amazing, but he's, he's good. Let's get Quintana. Let's get multiple guys. St. Louis has done this multiple times. They usually like to go a little bit more volume, and they feel like they can make it work, which they do usually make it work. And then maybe going out and getting a bat, um, Probably did some West did they get Lester last year? They did. Yeah. And okay. and they got and they got J.A. Happ. That's right. Yeah. And Lester got to St. Louis and magically, you know, lost <laughs> five years. <laughs> so <laughs> so the, something about that voodoo magic in St. Louis. I think they go that route again because they still want another bat for the lineup. Yep. What do you think? I like that. I mean, okay, I mean, so go yeah, vol, volume more, uh, qu- qu- quantity more than quality. Get I, okay. Yeah. I think I think so. Um, the other two I want to cover now: uh, the Padres. They're the only one that I really see actually getting Soto at this point. Again, prospects and just the franchise's aggressive mentality and how much it hasn't panned out so far, and them still needing more offense. I mean, the middle of the lineup is Machado, and then. Voight, Hosmer, who's had a very nice year, but he's not a big power threat. I think if Soto goes anywhere, it's San Diego. No, the, the, the San Diego lineup is awful there. I mean, they're the, <laughs> they're the best hero lately has been Alfaro, the back, the former Mar- Marlins catcher. He's in back in sixth, and he's got a high average. So it's And Hosmer hasn't hit for power in how many years? So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, their offense is really, really weak. Uh, Grisham is just Grisham's lost. Yeah, he, um, he's completely lost. It's tough. And it's, and amazing, the, it's amazing what their record is, really. I know it really is. You know what? They're, they're so deep on starting pitching. They are. That, that's the other thing. They are so deep on starting pitching. Um, that helps them a lot. It helps them a lot that the Giants, you know, really have not had a great season. And then you have Colorado and Arizona in division. So it's not a sensational division. No, it's not. No. Yeah. And so the last one we're going to talk, I'm going to link these two together, all three of them together. Um, We're talking about the Red Sox, of course, we're from Boston. Um, And I'm linking it now to Milwaukee and the Mets because clearly JD is on the move. I think both places are the places that probably make the most sense for JD Martinez. 
Uh, the, the Mets, even after the Naquin and Vogelback uh, move? move? I, maybe not. I forgot about Vogelback. Um, but They're both left-handed hitters, too. They are both left-handed. Yeah. And again, I just think that Cohen, that aggressive mindset, I don't think they want to be done. They don't need pitching. DeGrom will be back eventually. Unless they get a reliever, the only thing I can see is another bat. <clears throat> I think they'll think J.D. helps the entire lineup, too, which is his uh, intellect. He's done that everywhere he goes. Um, and not overly expensive. They're clearly not going to be in on any of the other bigger names, I think, after making those moves. I still think it makes sense for the Mets um, because they see Atlanta. I mean, the Mets, to me, are in the hardest race right now of any division. Maybe you could make the argument that Milwaukee, but Atlanta seems just as as talented as anyone the last thing Cohen wants to do is spend all that money, have all that hype, and then lose out the division to Atlanta again. I don't think the Mets are done. I see JD going there or Milwaukee. Yeah, well, I think JD JD to the Mets is a good is a good fit. I, I mentioned that to you about three weeks ago when I yes, said they would go from JD Davis to JD Martinez, and that yep. would be a big upgrade for the Mets. So, uh, and then I just kind of thought that was off the board when they made the two other moves. But yeah, there's there's probably room for Martinez too, and. I think it does make sense. Mm. Um, go go. So I've heard JD the Mets. I've heard. I mean, I've heard Christian Vasquez and JD possibly in a package to I, the Mets. Yes, but cool. um, Christian Vasquez, Vasquez and JD Martinez. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I've heard, I mean, the three names for the Red Sox are apparently Evaldi, JD, and Vasquez. Mm. Everyone else, I guess, is off the table. But I did have a source outside of Fenway when I was working this weekend mm-hmm. uh, tell me that the Red Sox and Dodgers are in deep with talks for J.D. Martinez. Oh. Which was surprising. Um, it's not surprising it, to me. but it, it does make me think that they will. The Dodgers are out on Soto as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers are seemingly in on everybody every year. So, <laughs> But, yeah, I've heard that was – I'm not going to say my source. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was what I heard this weekend outside of Fenway. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, the last one I just want to real quick, who is you think right now of the major contenders, National League, American League, most in need of making a deal to fix whatever hole to me, to me, it's the Milwaukee Brewers. I think they need a bat so badly. And I think it's the only chance they really have to do anything, maybe even in the win their division. I know they're three games up on St. Louis right now, but the Cardinals schedule is about to get real easy. I think the Brewers need a bat that badly. Yeah, I, agree. Well, I would say the Cardinals and the pitching. Dakota Hudson went down recently, right? And I don't That's know how true. long he's gone. So um, I don't even know who's making up their rotation these days. So um, that I mean, would- they could try and bring up the lefty Libertor and, and plug him in. He is a top prospect. I suspect that if they don't make a move that Libertor will get a call for St. Louis. Yeah. I just feel like Milwaukee, we've said now the last two years that they're in the same position that they're in once again. And that is your pitching and your relief pitching is sensational, but your offense is the thing that's going to cost you. And we're back in that same place three years later. Now, would it have to be a center fielder because I have Yelich and Renfro in the corners or could it be a corner row field and you move Yelich to center? I think it'd be a corner. It could be a corner outfielder and you yeah. move Yelich to center. But I don't okay. think they'd be opposed if there's an infield bat out there that they, they could do that as well. Really? I've heard I've heard Gallo as well to Milwaukee. That's been linked a couple of times. That's pretty funny to me. 
I it is maybe I get away from the pressure of New York. It'll get better. I certainly wouldn't do that move. I'm not a Gallo fan. I feel like that's that's desperation right there. <laughs> right though, that it does seem like desperation though if Milwaukee gets Gallo. Yeah, and they they and they're um they already have as weak as their offense is. They do have some guys with pop who hit for low averages. So mm-hmm. who wants another one of those guys? <laughs> I know. Although I know. that seems to be that seems to be all that's around in baseball. <laughs> yeah, mean, except new. I you know the Yankees. The Yankees, the Yankees I, grabbed them. Right? The Yankees have seemed to switch their approach a little bit, and I actually think that they're doing a great job considering what they did in the offseason, getting rid of Sanchez, bringing uh, Isaiah Connor for left will upgrades the defense and batting average, now going out and get Ben Attendee. They're going away from the long ball stuff a little bit, knowing that they have it with Judge and they need to diversify the offense. Yeah, when you, when you, have, uh, when you have power guys like Judge, Stanton, even Donaldson and, and Rizzo, <laughs> you can you can not look for any more power and get and get some singles and then doubles, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so actually, I'm going to change gears completely. We only got about five minutes left, but uh, you know, did you hear the news uh, in Boston about Bill Russell? How could you not? <laughs> well, you know, I, I I didn't know. I mean, you you saw that error a little bit more, and, and you were more familiar with that. So I I wanted to see. Your thoughts on on Bill Russell, what he means to Boston, and everything like that. Well, Bill Bill Russell is like it's like uh, it's like a mystic thing out there. And you take the word, take the seven letter word, winning, mm-hmm. and that's how Bill Russell cared about. You know, the greats. You had to you had to see. Uh, you had to see the black and white TV with the and just and just the antennas. He could see those games, and and you had to see him against Chamberlain, and Chamberlain was a beast. He was a beast before there was Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. and Will, and and Russell looked small next to him, but he would battle him, and at the end, Russell always won. Um, you know, Bill Russell. I don't know if you guys heard these stories. He was such a competitor, but. He was notorious. You, you read about the stories of Russell and Auerbach, mm-hmm. and he was so much into it that before every single game, Russell had to go in the bathroom and vomit. <laughs> that uh, is how intense the man was about winning a basketball game. Mm. And then he went out and did it, and to win nine titles in eleven years it was just incredible. Uh, some of the games they won. Um, people take away can take away. They said, "Well, the league didn't have as many teams then. It was easy to win a title." There are probably fourteen teams compared to fifty-five now. <laughs> but um, but he was an incredible story, and, and and he only cared about one thing. He didn't think of the antithesis, antithesis of somebody like um, of, Kyrie, uh, uh, Kyrie or Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. wanting the spotlights on me. Look at me. Look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell was the exact opposite. Mm. T-E-A-M, everything. I would also say that I don't know if I even, if you look at today's landscape of the NBA, I don't even think that you could even make that argument that it was easier to win a title then. There might be more teams, but I don't think it makes a damn bit of difference. 
NBA is so all about one or two stars and the talent and all that. How many actual teams legitimately have a chance at a title every year? Right. Maybe three or four or five. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone else there is just fodder. So I I don't even think that argument even holds weight anymore. If you look at the way the NBA is. No, because back then, you know, back then, every year, Russell wanted to win it. He'd have to either beat uh, the 76ers with Will or the Lakers with with Baylor and West. So that's a good point. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely a Mount Rushmore guy in Boston. Well, Larry, thank you for coming on today, talking about the deadline. Do you have any last big predictions for the deadline? You know, Soto doesn't move. Do the Cardinals get that bat? Does Milwaukee get a bat? What do you think? I'll stick with my, I'll stick with my predictions of um, my two predictions. Monta, the big, my my big guess is Montas of the Cardinals. Okay. And it'll be interesting to see if if your theory comes out where they get some lesser lesser parts, but more uh, more quantity. Mm. And um, and then my minor one that uh, we can laugh about is is Gamble to the Braves. <laughs> Ben Gamble, yeah. Listen, Atlanta's in. I almost put Atlanta in my most needs to make a move because when when Duvall went down too, actually, if you look at their lineup right now, it's it's not what it was to start the season. No, and I don't know when does Albies do back. Anybody know? They don't know yet. It, it's all. Up, it's very up. In, it's a huge loss. It's very up in the air, and you know it's hard to sit here and just wait for Rosario and Ozuna to get going. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we both thought Peralta was a perfect fit there, but the, the Rays butt in mm-hmm. and got him. So that's why I'm making that long shot. And I'm, I'm a smaller piece like Gamble, who's, I know he's not a star, but if he only plays against righties, he's probably going to be a decent bat. So we'll see. Yeah. Where did, where did you have Frankie Montas going? Uh, yeah. The last piece for you. Uh, I mean, this I saw the teams running the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Twins. Mm-hmm. Um and now I, I never think the Twins are going to win anything, especially when the Yankees are involved. If the Yankees and Twins are involved, the, the Twins are going to get the short end of the stick. I, I, I could see him going to Toronto. It is official. Josh Hader has been traded to the San Diego Padres. Wow. That doesn't help their, their offense. Let's see what's involved. Okay. Very odd. Very odd deal. Because um, the kid from the um, – okay. But, and that makes both but, 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 but is Milwaukee now getting prospects to now make a different move? I guess if I'm looking at it from a San Diego standpoint, their closer is the Rogers kid who's already a left-hander. I know. It's, it's strange. Milwaukee will net left-handed closer Taylor Rogers, left-handed okay, Rogers pitcher product, okay. Robert Gassier, outfielder Estonio Ruiz, and the right-hander Dilson Lamont. Okay, there's their pro- there's their um their prospects to make another deal. So Milwaukee, Milwaukee, it clearly seems like they might be in now to make a deal for a bat. All right. That's all the time that we have on the interview here, dad. So I okay. thank you very much for coming in. Of course that news breaks right at the end of the interview. <laughs> it is what it is, but Hey, we started with talking about how Hader was on the market an hour later. He's dealt. You called it. Yep. Good job. You guys take care. Yeah, thank you very much, Larry.
right, thank you once again to Larry Lawrence I know, for coming in and calling in for the show today. We are going to take a quick break, and then we will be back for the rest of this. Some rapid-fire news, as always. Like I said, different format today. We'll be back talking about this move that just happened and everything else. Stick with us, guys. our break and i'm not used to the headphones again <laughs> um but hey it's a little different today yes but we're still doing rapid fire news yep so here it is uh we're gonna start with the red Sox. so since we were last here they were th- they've been three and four feels worse than the record went uh three and four they split the series with the guardians and lost three uh two games to one to the brewers salvaging the series by winning yesterday on a hot, hot weekend at Fenway. Yes. Uh, but all right, more baseball news. So uh, since we were last here, the Seattle Mariners have traded their soul for star pitcher uh, from the Reds, Luis Castillo. And they are going all in. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I tweeted about it. And I tweeted, uh, they're, they're the, Cincin- or the, the, excuse me, the Seattle Reds acting right now. Mm-hmm. Getting all the former Reds. But all right, some football news. A guy you might have heard of, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. officially got suspended. Maybe we can stop talking about it for a while. I mean, we're probably going to talk about it next week. No, I understand we'll talk about the suspension, <laughs> but maybe then the story well, can die down now. I hope so. Oh, God, I hope so. But he's been suspended six games. It's officially been six games. Yeah, he, uh, he has three days to appeal that. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. I don't think he will. All right, more football news. Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. his holdout is over. He got the bag. Uh, three years, $73.5 million extension for, with the 49ers. Uh, he shows up to camp today. Mm. So they, they, they made the deal. And do you think this is good? Do you think that's a good deal? I think it is, considering it's only three years, and now you're not paying your quarterback really anything because you're going to turn it over to a rookie and Trey Lance. So I think it makes sense. Mm. All right, and final... If you were paying your quarterback $30 million plus million, I don't think I'd like the deal. But if you're going to run with a rookie quarterback, it means you have a cheap quarterback for the next three, four years. So why not? Mm, okay. Final bit of football news. Uh, Jake Bailey, punter, mm-hmm. signed a four-year extension uh, this morning. Or I think it was last night. $13.5 million extension. He is the third highest punter in the league. Uh-huh. Highest paid punter in the league. Good okay. for Jake Bailey. <laughs> All right, and final bit of uh, rapid-fire news for the week. Uh, some somber news. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone has heard. Uh, we already talked about it a little bit. Uh, Celtics legend Bill Russell has passed away at the age of 88. Mm. Uh, the all-time winningest team player mm. has left us. Mm. So we're sorry for his family. Uh, may he rest in peace. Mm. The ultimate Celtic, and yeah, this th- a guy that wanted to win. Mm-hmm. Everything and anything. Mm. 
Winning above all else. Yeah, he was an Olympian. He was 11 NBA champion, time champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, the best winner maybe there ever was. Yes. At least in team, team sports. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is what matters most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. And with that... Yeah, that we, has been Rapid Fire News. We are moving on. We are back talking about the trade deadline. Let's talk about the move that just happened. Josh Hader, a surprising move to say the least. Josh Hader on his way out in Milwaukee on to San Diego, which to me knocks down two dominoes in one, right? San Diego now is likely not going to get Soto. They're out. They just traded prospects to get Hader. So I don't think San Diego is still in on Soto. So... That domino falls. But the next domino that falls to me, at least not yet, but about to, is you'd think this means Milwaukee's gathering prospects just to make a move for a bat and probably a big name or at least decent name high production bat at that. One of the more expensive bats on the market. You have to think this is this is the motivation behind this deal, right? Uh, I mean, it has to be. You're not being sellers no. while leading a division. Um one that I think they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, you're like, you know, the idea is, like, generally, if you're trying to build and if you don't have prospects, you trade what you have mm-hmm. for what you need. And they went a little different with that, and they traded what they have mm-hmm. for some prospects to trade for what they need. But it's just, it's the same thing with extra steps. Yeah. And, and so who do you think this could be making room for for Milwaukee? Bat-wise, the names obviously coming to mind. Juan Soto. I still don't think Milwaukee has the prospects or or would do that move, though. And the other one that I think that they totally would do is I think they might swoop in here late for J.D. Martinez. Mm. Any of those prospects on that list that you really like? Um, not. I don't know them well enough. Okay. And Milwaukee has never had a, a super high... Uh, yeah, what farm, the hell is Milwaukee? Uh, super high um, farm system. San Diego does have a very good farm system, though they have given up and traded quite a bit of it here and there. Um, but yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Because mm. like there is not a lot of big name bats mm. on the market right now. A lot of it's just like, oh, we need. Because I saw actually a lot of teams are going for catchers. Because a lot of teams, are, all right, let's just try to upgrade our catcher. Because a lot of teams that are um, the buyers right now. Because I'm, I'm, you said it's a seller's market, and that does surprise me a little bit because of how many teams could possibly contend. But the Orioles are like, all right, well, Trey Mancini's out. Because hmm. um, they know that they're probably not going to jump these other teams ahead of them, and they're just going to enjoy the ride and go for it next year. So. Hmm. I get maybe that's why there's a lot of sellers. There's a lot of teams that are like, all right, let's not dream as big as we possibly could here. Mm. Um, And good for them. Because, A, that's good for us because the trade deadline is one of my favorite times. And I love when it's exciting. Um, And because uh, teams, if you you go for it and you're not ready and you shouldn't, like that that can damage your team for a long time. And low market teams cannot afford that. Um. So, but, I mean, there's not a lot of players, bats that I can really think of. I mean, yes, J.D. Martinez is probably the biggest one. I mean, other than the obvious one, Juan Soto and possibly Otani, but (laughs) Otani's not even worth talking about anymore. He's not going. That that deal's just too complicated. There's no way that's getting done. That'd be very complicated. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. 
Like if you have, a, I mean, if you need a bat real bad, but like if you have a pitching staff already, it's like, what, are you just going to be like, yeah, you're not, you're not going to pitch here. No. I don't think I don't really think they need a catcher though. I mean, I think Omar Navarez is is a decent. Bat. Well, no, that's the thing. I haven't or, heard them in on any of the like. I've heard so many catchers on the market: Vasquez, yeah. Contreras. Um, I can't remember his name, but the Athletics catcher, uh, Sean Murphy. Yes. Um, but like I haven't. The Brewers are not apparently on any of these guys. No, no. I, unless I mean, they could be. Contreras might be I mean, just that could good. Be. Contreras is the only one that I can think of that, despite the fact that I don't think that Navarro's is that bad of a hitter for a catcher. Contreras is good enough offensively that he could be the one that they're moving space for now to try and make a trade for. He's the only other one I can think of. But the only ones that come to mind to me, I, Josh Bell makes no sense because they do have a first baseman. Yeah. Um, so really it's just Soto, J.D. Martinez, and Contreras. Fam is a bat, but I don't think Fam is so expensive that you would have needed to trade and bolster prospects in order to go get Tommy Pham. Should have got Benintendi. They probably should have got Andrew Benintendi. That would have made more sense to me for them. Um, though they probably want a little bit more pop, a little bit more of a middle-of-the-order bat. But be that as it may, this is just a fascinating trade. Seeing a buyer uh, sell off a major piece and a piece that has been part of a playoff team the last two years in order to future make a move in another couple of hours. Let's see what happens. Um, it'll be super weird if Milwaukee doesn't end up making a move. What if Milwaukee just gets left holding the bag still open after this? Uh, I mean, that could That look, could cost you a job, by the way, in a front it, office. It could, unless you literally said this was the plan. Like, we're thinking, we're thinking 10 years down the line here. Like, but you have to have, like, you better lay that out for your owner. Or they were just saying, hey, we're trying to... This is just an isolated move of we just saw an opportunity to sell high on a guy that we think is going to be on his way down soon. Which there's reason to think he could be soon. He's been a major part of the bullpen for years now. They've used him quite a bit. He didn't have a great month of July, so I could see them being like, well, we're just trying to sell high on an asset. I don't think that's what it is. There's no way to me that I think it's what it is, but maybe it's that. Mm. But I think for sure this has got to be bolstering a farm system in order to make a move for a bat probably it, it has to be <clears throat> mm-hmm. like i can't i can't just imagine them just be like you know what went perfect we're done <laughs> we're done we we're did not, it we're not doing anything we're else. a better team than we were <laughs> yeah like no there's got to be there is there are steps here there's a process going on here i i would like to have some idea who it is because I, I jd just it's I don't know. That's a little bit. Of, the bat makes sense. Mm-hmm. The athleticism <laughs> and what they have already doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or uh, yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't shock me, I guess, because mm. I was all right. You need offense. He can hit. Um, but I don't. Uh, let's talk. It'd be about hard this. fitting everyone in the lineup every day. Let's talk about this from the other end of the spectrum. Now, um, let's talk about this for San Diego. Now, I have never been a fan. Of San Diego's GM, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't think Preller does a good job. I don't. I don't know why he still has a job. I've never been a fan of Preller, and I don't understand this from San Diego's perspective. Your offense is kind of weak. They have starting pitching depth, um, but I don't think it's really that elite. I know Musgrove is really good, and Darvish has been better this year, but I still don't find it to be elite. 
But the bigger issue to me is the bat, and you also traded your closer, Rogers, who's been fine, in order to get Hader, who had a bad month, and prospects for a team that has gone pretty high on trying to upgrade and get guys already depleting what was a really rich farm system. It's still a decent farm system, but it's not like it was. I don't get this from San Diego's perspective at all. Um, I think it's just they're definitely out on Soto at this point, and they know it. So I was like, all right, let's... So their goal is maybe the offense isn't what we hoped, but let's shorten the game? No. Oh, well, yes, let's shorten the game, but, like, we're going to go for lesser fodder now in terms of offense. Because mm. I've heard they're in on Contreras. My mic fell, and that's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's what you hear in the mic, people, that's mm. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've heard they're in on Contreras. Um, I've also heard they're one of the names in on Gallo. Mm. Um, to be honest, I don't think those lights are going to be any, dim enough for him either. Yeah. If you do get him. But, like, I think they're still probably going to be in on offense. Um, we did forget one, though. Um, Brian Reynolds, uh, the outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I know it's not a big name, but if you look at his production in the last two years, he's actually, he's been a sensational bat. Um, last year he hit 302, 35 doubles, 24 homers, knocked in 90. This year not quite as great. But he still has 15 homers, um, batting 251, 331 on base, 11 doubles. So that's that. That is a possibility right there. Actually, they could be going after Reynolds of Pittsburgh. It's always weird trading in division, though. So maybe the price that Pittsburgh is putting is like, listen, if you want to trade for this guy in division, what we're going to ask of you is a little bit higher than what we're asking for everybody else. Mm. So I, I do think that makes that could be it as well. Perhaps. Mm. Uh, it's another bat yeah. out well, there. But, but again, with the San Diego, I just, I, I, I'm never in line, really, with Preller. So maybe I'm wrong. But I just I find it super odd. He's just playing his own 4D chess up there. I don't know what he's doing. But <laughs> it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But listen, again, I'm admittedly someone who didn't really like when they went too aggressive for it. I've never really been a fan of, way, of the way they've ran things the last couple of years. So maybe he's just an idiot. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Brewers called and said, hey, we got Josh Hader for sale. And he's like, I've heard of that name. I don't know. Maybe it is. Because from San Diego's perspective, it it's baffling me why the Padres would mm-hmm. make this move. You know what? These are just two teams that have never had it. Never been there. Scheming together. <laughs> Being we are going to play some 4D chess here against everybody else, and we're going to give exactly what we need so that the next move Mm. is going to push us over the top. I don't think there's much of a next move for San Diego, though. Oh, come on. Like, there's got to be something else. You mean to tell me they're sitting there going, like, this is the best offense we've ever put together. This is it. This is the one. I just think that they're going to wait for Tatis to come back, and they feel like now that we've gotten Hater, we're going to play that Milwaukee approach that they've done the last two or three years, and we can just shorten the game. That's just so, I don't know. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying. San Diego has been so aggressive. I know. And that that mentality is so Red Sox. (laughs) He's coming back. It's like a move. Yeah. It's like we made a move. For our own or, or Chris Sale's back. Yeah. Chris, Chris Sale's coming back. We'll be just fine. It's like we made a trade for our own player. Yeah. We didn't have to give up anybody. Yeah. That's, that, this, that, he I, won't take a line drive off his hand. He'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> he'll be... He's more 
He's less brittle than ever or whatever. Uh, yeah. He's tougher than ever. We're, we're, we're just, we'll, just, we'll just get Rich Hill and Michael Walker. They'll get us through the first three months, and then we'll have sale. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 so not who San Diego is right now. I know. And I've been for the past decade. Yeah, I, this to me, as much as initially you go, what the heck from Milwaukee, now thinking about it from San Diego's perspective, I find this far more bizarre from the Padres' perspective. Here's the thing. Juan Soto is going to be significantly more expensive than Hater. There's still pieces. There is still pieces to make moves. Mm-hmm. There's going to be at least one more move. There will be a bat going to San Diego. I promise. You think so? I just don't know who it's going to be. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I feel like San Diego could be one of the... Because every year there's some teams left holding the bag open. I think there's going to be quite a few this year with how high the asking price is on. There's going to be a few sellers. Listen, listen. There's going to be a lot of sellers who I think are also left holding the bag open because they never lowered their price. I... I, the Padres might be one of them. Bro, there's no way both teams are sitting there just going like, oh, dude, we just did it. We did it. The move of the deadline. No. Well, definitely not. Because to me, this Milwaukee's doing something with these prospects. Some of them are going to someone in order for them to get a bat for the lineup. All right. Yeah. And there's no way. Listen, you don't like Preller. There's no way sitting there just going like, you know what? This team needs pitching. Yeah. We got that. They, he's like he's he's just you know maybe they just like you know what it's just not worth Soto it's just truly not. Can I just say you know it would be absolutely hilarious? Haters packing his things, getting ready to go to California, hops on a flight, and then he finds out another eight hours later he got traded somewhere else too. Maybe <laughs> if haters gonna go somewhere else you know from San Diego, you know what? To- that that's a possibility. <laughs> Things just, like that have what, happened. What if you landed in San Diego and your agent calls, hey? Was it, buddy? You're going. Uh, you're going to New York now. <laughs> well, what was it like, Lance Nix? He yeah. came to the Red Sox, played like three games, did well. Yeah, and got traded. Yes, but <laughs> seriously, what if he landed and then it's just like you're going to New York, buddy? The Yankees I, got you. That that you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Stuff like that. That could happen. It could. Because, like, you know, you picked up the thing you don't need. Like, you like, hey, now we got Hater. Now we got him. Who wants him? Mm. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird. All right. From that. Well, here's another thing. Just quickly about, like, with the Juan Soto stuff. It could be, like, they were in hard on Juan Soto. But the Nationals said, like, hold your horses. We want to give him one last offer. <laughs> and they said, like, well, time's ticking here. The deadline is coming. Like, we need to do something with this team. And they just got impatient, as they should, and said, we're just going to do something else. And that could be it. We're just not waiting for Juan Soto anymore. Okay. We're going to do other things. We have we have a plan B. Okay. I got you. All right. So, from that, I want to move into some shopping lists now that we've made for some of the contenders. Um, let's start in the AL East with the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Right now, I have the Yankees shopping list. Pretty much now, after getting Benintendi standing on a relief pitcher um, mm. with with the injury to Michael King, uh, they're in desperate need of reliever. You know, the Yankees have relied pretty heavily on their bullpen the last couple of years. Um, there's a couple of names out there still, David Robertson being the bigger one. So relief pitching, I have number one on the item list for the New York Yankees. What about you? Okay. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, it's you so— You could throw starter in there now. I kind of— do because that seems to when I was just looking up like oh what are all the rumors going around here what are teams really looking at um like they they seem to be because they were uh, Montas and Rodon 
mm-hmm. were where I they seem to be really especially after the Ben and Tendi thing. Um, and the okay, thing but, about but, the, but after the, the Ben and Tendi trade, you don't think that means it's less likely that the Yankees are going to shell out pros- more prospects in order to get one of the two big name guys on the starting I mean, pitching market? Yes, um, that's why maybe it'll be like Rodon. Because he'll be a rental. That's true. Though Rodon, simply just on performance this year and last year, still, I would think, would get a hefty price Mm. for a rental. I mean, I don't know how hefty his price will be because apparently the Giants feel that they only need, like, they're one of those teams that apparently wants some major league talent. That's as true. well, I've heard. Yeah. Um, so that that's interesting. I wonder what the Yankees could do with something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about relief pitching is like, I kind of feel like everyone always needs that, mm-hmm. at least depth to it, because like you never know what's going to happen. You never know. Like it's still a couple more months that you for that sprint to the end. So like someone, someone somewhere, something is going to happen to someone mm-hmm. who who throws that ball really hard, mm-hmm. who does that inhuman thing with the baseball. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, pitching depths in any form is just, mm. I guess, always a good thing. So, I mean, the, and the thing about pointing out is just specifically relief pitching is, like, that's always a good idea, I feel. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. It's just with the loss of someone they literally have in a specific role, which is the sure. setup eighth inning. I just don't know exactly. Situation role. I just think now it's top of the list. Though the starting pitching, as I said, seems like it's going through some second half regression. So, they're clearly still in on the starting pitching market as well. Okay. And I also just like, I don't know who the big relief pitcher names on the market. I heard the Marlins relief pitchers are where everyone's looking. So Yeah. Um, also, you know, Robertson being the other one that's on the market. Oh, yes. Yes. And I expect, I do expect David Robertson's going somewhere. Yeah. I, I, under no circumstances do I see David Robertson staying in Chicago. Well, the Cubs are sellers, so. Yes, they are. But that doesn't mean I could see Contreras staying in Chicago simply just because they never lowered the price and no one wanted to pay it. But mm. I don't see under any circumstances David Robertson staying in Chicago. No, probably not. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays. I have starting pitching number one with in a distant, distant, distant second, uh, a left-handed bat. Mm. That's what I have on the shopping list for Toronto. And that's the battle now is the pitching between the Jays and the Yankees. To me, if they really are locked in the battle to try and get one of the bigger names, I still see Toronto winning out because New York made the move for Benintendi. I can see them being yeah, being the ones to blink first, whereas Toronto hasn't done anything yet and has the full range of guys to give up. Mm. I also have starting pitching as their number one. It is. I mean, so. between Kikuchi and Ryu last year. Do you think Toronto lands someone, though? I think they're they're the, the probably they're going to be the winners of the Frankie. Mondas. So you think that too? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I had Castillo going there originally, well, um, but I just have the next guest guy now after that, Frankie Montas going there. Well, yeah. I mean, their competitors are the Yankees, who I don't think will pay that high of a price mm-hmm. for a starting pitcher, and then the Twins, who just lose. <laughs> uh, that's true. And, like, you know, the Blue Jays have shown to be an aggressive team this past couple of years, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Twins. Um, I got starting pitching and relief pitching both on the agenda for the Twins. The thing with them is they're not super aggressive. I don't know if they particularly thought they'd be here in this situation. <laughs> and I don't know if they are content to just let the season 
kind of go however it goes. Hmm. So I would not be shocked if they don't end up making a move. If they do, if they brought in like a Drew Smiley or at best Jose Quintana. That's about it that I can think of Minnesota doing. What about okay. you? Okay. Um, I Yeah, I think they need to make some pitching moves it's here. This weird, if they're going to make moves, it's that's It's this weird thing in the Central where you would think it'd be an arms race with all three teams so close together. What it seems like more is, though, more three teams feeling, in the White Sox case, they've underperformed and they need to reevaluate next year, so we're not going to do much. And in Cleveland and Minnesota's case, we didn't really think we'd be here. And we don't know how long it's going to last, so we're content to just let things go by. I feel like the American League Central feels more like that than an arms race. Mm. What about you? A lot of people standing around just going, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, perhaps. Um, I mean, that I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins certainly don't make any splashes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect them to at all. Um, but they... Uh, they I feel like they've got to be feeling good about themselves, and they're probably going to make some small trinket moves here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the next one, the Seattle Mariners, clearly checking off their one, the starting pitching in Luis Castillo. Do you really see anything else uh, on the dock, really, for the Mariners? I don't at this moment, considering the price that they paid. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, you heard Rapid Fire News. They sold their literal soul. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would not expect to hear from them again. Yeah, you know, maybe to, maybe one of those depth relief arms. Uh, to me, they are the first team to really uh, affinitively cross out um, something on the to do list. Probably second being the Yankees when they got Benintendi. Uh, moving on to the National League, in the one of the more fascinating divisions between the arm the, between the Mets and the Braves, um, I have offensive help, uh, particularly outfield help for the New York Mets on the docket. Um, we talk about teams who could be left holding the bag. I'll be honest, uh, holding the bag open, you know. Uh, I don't see the Mets being one of them. I, I just don't think they're run that way. I don't think Cohen thinks no. that way. I, I think even if they have to overpay, they will make a move for what they need. I've heard there was a a source came out of the Mets. Again, I will also not name this source. Uh-huh. That um, the GM, I don't remember the GM's name, but like... Uh, He's been sitting in his office the past couple of days taking phone calls, and like every time he looks over his shoulder, Stevie is just a little bit closer. <laughs> um, he was in the door the other day. Now he is officially in the office, uh, standing behind him. You know what? I like that ownership, though. Oh, Stevie is aggressive. I well, Listen, I want my owner to care as much as the fans, and he... They, I don't know if anything matters to Stevie other than winning. Got some of that Bill Russell in him. Yeah, seriously. I'll pay whatever it takes. Yeah, I, I just want to win. Money. Yeah. I have the money. I want to win. Sir, I think the best thing we need to do is I want eat mo- millions and millions of dollars to get Cano off this team. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> Why didn't you just say that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, he want, I want the best toy on the playground, basically. That's, that's how these teams are to them. Kind of. But he wants to make sure that, that his, his toy is the best. Well, they seem to, they're a team that seems to be, they really want to upgrade a catcher, it looks like, also. Yes. So they would make a lot of sense. Uh, for Contreras, I honestly think they're in the lead. Vasquez, they could for Vasquez as well. I think they're in the lead for either Vasquez or Contreras, whichever way they want to go. It would be interesting. Um, do you think at the end of the day, we've talked about JD Milwaukee? Now that I've thought about it, I think more likely it's Reynolds. So I do see JD going to the Mets 
and I kind of see it going down where it's both Vasquez and Martinez. I do think that deal is going to happen. If the let's assume the Brewers are not involved in JD at all. Mm-hmm. If it is the Dodgers and the Mets for JD, if the Dodgers get JD, I could also see the Vasquez deal to the Mets possibly breaking down because I've heard they're a package. Yes. If it's going to go to the Mets, they're going to be a package. Mm-hmm. So if if it's the Mets, look for those two. But I, I just I, I, I feel that the Dodgers value their prospects actually quite a bit. And they think they're really good. I mean, their run differential is like 191. Well, the How Red aggressive Sox, do they really need to be? Here's to the upgrade? thing about that. I think the Mets are the ones. The Red Sox. I mean, that that is an interesting point because the Red Sox do not want to be true sellers. They still think they can be a playoff team here. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want a major leaguer back. Mm. But they wish they kept that Cano contract now. Yeah. Please take him. <laughs> um, so I, I, here's another one. And. <clears throat> this one annoys me uh, because the starting rotation is so young and so good right now between Strider and Kyle Wright um, that I wish they'd be more aggressive. But coming off a of World Series last year and some of the injuries, I don't. It seems they're. It seems so far from what I'm seeing, they're not going to be as aggressive. Um, but the Atlanta Braves, uh, I, I think they need an outfield bat. I think that's the biggest one with Ozuna and Rosario's. Struggles, particularly Rosario, and then Duvall going down. I think they need an outfield bat badly. Uh, in second place on the shopping list, I have relief pitching. Uh, mm. I don't know if they're going to get anything done, though. I, it, there's going to be three, four teams left holding the bag. And as it looks like right now, from what I'm seeing, I think Atlanta is going to be one of them. Uh, to be honest, I don't think they need to make a huge splash here. I don't think it needs to be huge, but I think they definitely need some help. I think a utility player mm. for them, a decent utility player, mm. would be fantastic for them. I wish I wish Kike Hernandez I was, was literally just was healthy say, because was he would have li- been perfect. I was literally just about to say if Kike was healthy, that would have made sense for Atlanta. Yes, that uh, uh, someone like Kike Hernandez would be perfect for them right now. Mm. Someone who can play anywhere and is on that level of talent. Yeah, um, I think Tommy Pham. Um, would make sense for Atlanta as well. They could go that route. I think if they get an outfielder, you know, I was always thinking it was going to be Peralta. Um, Dad said Gamble. It could be Gamble, but I think it's Gamble or it's Fam. Mm. If Atlanta does end up making a move, I think they will not address the relief pitching part, uh, particularly considering how high the price is right now for relief pitching anyway. And I think they feel like they'd be more in desperate need of an outfield bat, especially considering they don't really know when Albies is back. So I, I think they address bat if they address anything. Hmm. Um, finally, one of the more fascinating ones uh, right there to me with the Braves, Mets, and the Jays, the St. Louis Cardinals, um, just what they are doing for this deadline. I have starting pitching, as we talked about, and offense because though the offense is better than Milwaukee's and decent, it does revolve around a 31-year-old and a 34-year-old and also, then on the flip side, then revolves around kids in Gorman, Donovan, and uh, Carlson. Um, so I think they could use another veteran bat. I think they will elect to go starting pitching first, but I just feel that they will go mid level on the pitching and still be able to get a bat. Again, Fam would make sense. Uh, probably Gamble would make sense as well. What do you think? Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, 
I'm going to bring in this hater deal again for real quick. Because the three teams in on Juan Soto were the Dodgers, Padres, and Cardinals. Yeah. Now, we weren't that hype about the Dodgers getting him, really, at all. Um, Especially hearing who else they're in on. Um, The Padres now were were pretty sure are out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I haven't said that, but just based on what they gave up for hater, like, they got to be, right? So that leaves the Cardinals. This makes me more and more think that Juan Soto won't move. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if the Cardinals will want to give up enough of these young kids mm-hmm. um, to get a Juan Soto. Yeah, that's a bit much for what the St. Louis way of doing business usually is. Yeah, and like I, I'm getting this Last Dance vibe. You know, we got mm-hmm. uh, uh, Molina and Carpenter mm-hmm. and Pujols. So you mean, you mean Wainwright? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Carpenter. Chris, yeah, Chris Carpenter. Yeah. He's coming back too. Um, yeah, excuse me, Adam Wainwright. Um, they got this last dance vibe going. So I could see them. I think actually a perfect fit would be even like a Rodon if they're looking for mm-hmm. pitching. That would make a lot of sense. But I don't know if the Giants will lower the price enough for St. Louis. Uh, yeah, because I, the past. When it was a lot of St. Louis and Giants, like it was just them battling it out, and I could see them still holding. Like, well, you have a tax for that. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think they need a pitcher, and I would like a bat for them. Mm-hmm. They need, but it doesn't have to be splashes. But you need the oomph. world. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, the I see the Cardinals completely through this lens, which is. If something doesn't happen, it's completely on St. Louis. Because I think St. Louis has the world in its hands right now. They probably have the best farm system of anyone who's buying. They have the pieces to make whatever move they want. They really do. Um, It's just about are they willing to do it. So no matter what happens in St. Louis, they're not beat to the punch by anybody else. They simply chose not to do it. Mm. So it clearly only has to do with just how aggressive they want to be. At this point, if Washington is really, I don't want to say desperate, but certain they don't even want to give the arbitration to Soda and trade him in the offseason, they just want to be done with it now. Man, St. Louis seems like they're standing all alone a little bit right now, at least after the Padres move and just how much I really don't think the Dodgers would go that all out. Yeah. But they have to address pitching. But, again, they could go on the cheaper option with multiple guys with the pitching and still shell out the stuff for Soto. To me, they are the most fascinating team right now on the deadline. Because, like I said, okay, they I, I, they literally can do whatever they want. They really could. It's just about what are they willing to do. I hear that. I mean, personally, my most fascinating team is the Padres, which got even a little more weirder yeah. in the last hour. Yeah. Um. But I, I see what you're saying. I understand why that could be. Yeah. Because there's so much they could do. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. The Cardinals are never that team to, like... No, they're not. They're not. That's why I'm headlines saying... Headlines yeah, at the deadline. That's what I'm saying. That's why it would be a very break in the way that St. Louis usually does business. For what is a very well-run organization, I'm not criticizing the way they do things. It's an absolutely well-run organization. Um, yeah, it's so boring over there. I know you think it's boring. Um I like, at least, the, like, the Red Sox are not a terribly run organization, uh-huh. but we have drama here. Yes. Like, the the chicken and the the beer. Oh. And, like, uh, Valentine. And, like, dude, there's been drama here. Yeah. Yeah, there certainly has been. <laughs> and friction with front office now. 
Yeah. Which I don't think we'll get into that. We'll probably get into next week. But, oh, man, I got a lot to say about that. <laughs> Hunter Renfro hitting three home runs at Fenway. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I wish we had a guy like that. Milwaukee. I don't know how much we need to talk about this. Clearly, it's a bat. Um, with the hater move, I don't see any way they don't get a deal done at this point. There's got to be a surprise bat out there that people aren't thinking of. There has to be. There's always I mean, something. Yeah, I was going to say, there's always somebody. Yeah. So that's the only one. Lastly, the San Diego Padres bat and relief pitching is what I have on the docket of the shopping list. What do you think is, well, I mean, I guess they they address relief pitching with Josh Hader already. Do they address bat? You seem to think there's no way they don't at this point. Yeah. They have to. So who do you think now then is most likely of the teams we've talked about? Who do you think is the most likely to be left holding the back open? Um, I'm going Atlanta and Minnesota. I think Atlanta's a good one. Mm-hmm. I was, the thing about both those teams is like I don't even feel like they should go. I understand if Atlanta because this might be like, all right, this is a turning point here. Um, we, yeah, we don't know when uh, Albies is coming back. Um, there's been... Uh, guys struggling at the plate here. It's it, it's kind of that do or die mentality right now, but I don't think they need to go that hard. So they need to do something. So if they're, they're holding the bag, that's not good for them. Um, but I don't think they need to go ahead. But Minnesota, I think it's team could be like, oops. Okay. Oh, right. it's over? Oops. Exactly. I, I, that's how I see it going out for Minnesota as well. All right. So we're just about ready, I think, to wrap things up here. Um, is there anything else you want to cover? The last thing I'm just going to cover uh, is some of the big names and change and ask where we think they're going to the, go. The Yankee, Do we have news? The, yes. Okay. Uh, the Yankee, it's not huge news, but okay. the Yankees traded for right-handed pitcher F. Ross from the Cubs. Okay. So it's like it's not. But, like, they got an arm. They got who? F. Ross. Oh, reliever. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, they so not him. Robertson. No. Robertson's still out there. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we're not paying that for a reliever. Maybe not. We don't care that he, we know him. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe they're saving the prospects because they still want a starter. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. The plot thickens. It do. It do. All right. So we're going to talk about the same thing we talked about last week, some of the big names that are still out there, and make our final predictions on if they move or if they don't move and where they go. Uh, Jesse, I'll start off with you, Frankie Montas. Where is he going, or is he not going anywhere? I'm going to say the Blue Jays. Okay. We are. In- I mean, he's on the Athletics right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to get traded. Yeah, right? They will move him. Yeah. They will get worse. <laughs> Probably. Um, that makes sense. Um, I would have to go Blue Jays as well. Uh, again, I, I know that I said plot thickens, though, because the Yankees didn't. They just got a reliever without giving up too much, probably. That's true. So they could still be in. How old is Montes? I just He's 29. I just, oh, okay. I, Actually, I, don't, you know what? I don't see Toronto just letting this go by. You know what? I, I, I kind of liked an older starting pitcher for the Yankees mm. because they've had, like, you know, as good as Cortez um, has been, like, they just hadn't had good luck with young pitchers in the playoff recently. Mm-hmm. So I think a veteran presence mm. that's not Garrett Cole yeah. would really help that mm. starting pitching rotation. I gotcha. Well, then Rodon would make more sense. Yeah. Though Rodon is also 29, he's he certainly has more baseball experience at the major league level. Yeah, well, that's why I was, when and you said 29 experience. for Montas, I was like, okay, he's older than I thought, actually. But he's never really pitched any. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um 
next one, Juan Soto. I will start this one. Uh, I, I don't think he moves at this point. I don't think St. Louis bites the bull and makes the move. I think the Padres are out. I don't think L.A. is going to be quite that aggressive. I, under no circumstances do I see Washington dropping the price from what they're asking. I would not be shocked if Soto does not move. They go through arbitration. Washington doesn't give a crap because they don't care about pissing Soto off at this point. They have a absolutely ruthless arbitration hearing. And Washington pays them whatever they pay them, and they trade them in the offseason. But at this point, I'm going 50, if If you had to give me odds, I go 55%. He doesn't move. Okay. Okay. I, you know what? I'm putting my reputation on the line here. I go for it. Juan Soto will be a Cardinal Ooh. by so Tuesday Saint, afternoon. So St. Louis breaks their normal trend. Here's why I say that. Mm-hmm. They never make big splashes on the deadline. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one to bet, well, it's got to happen eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Because this we're talking about like culture here. Yes. So it doesn't really work like that. But every once in a while, people do break from it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't bet on when it would be. But mm-hmm. the Cardinals are a team that do actually like to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Arenado comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Goldschmidt comes to mind. Now, these are a different situation than also, Juan Soto. It's also offseason. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, these are players that are a little past their prime, mm-hmm. will become cheaper, mm-hmm. um, and are certainly were never going to be anywhere near expensive as Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. But they do like to be expensive. You're right. These are offseason deals, a time where you have more time to sit down and think about this. Mm. But, like... This is the time. It is. Cardinals. It would be wild to me if this it would be this would make you exciting. It would. <laughs> and and yeah, but it would just be such a break from that Midwest sort of culture. <laughs> and no, but they really they run their baseball team the way the Midwest runs everything. It's yes. it's it's very uh it, it's it's workmanlike. It's prospects, it's scouting, it's we don't need to be headlines. We'll get the best out of the least amount that is given to us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it would be such a break in the way business is done in St. Louis. Such a break in culture, it seems like, the way the Cardinals do things. And any big names that get headlines that you that St. Louis has usually are homegrown guys. So, yeah, it would be quite the break in the way business is done in St. Louis if that happens. I'm rooting for it. I hope it happens. I just don't think at the end of the day that they'll get it done. Mm. Yeah. All right. Next one. Carlos Rodon. Where do you think he goes, Jesse? Uh, I think the Yankees are a great fit for him. Okay. And, uh, you know, they still Yankees clearly still have some prospects to give. So they're in. I think they'll be in on this starting pitcher market. And I think Montez is going to go to Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I think Rodon might go to New York. Mm. If not, maybe maybe this will be the thing that Minnesota like does something, but maybe. probably New York. Probably New York. Um, I'm going to agree with you again, actually, on that one. I, I I see if Rodon does go anywhere, I see it going to New York. He's another one, though. I wouldn't be shocked if the deadline hits and they don't do it. San Francisco's weird. They might still think they want to try and contend next year and then try to extend him, or simply get stubborn, never lower the asking price, and then are just left there with Rodon still on the roster. Um, Maybe. 
So I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't move. But if he goes anywhere, I think the Yankees probably makes the most sense. Cardinals would make a lot of sense, though I see them going mid-level on pitching a little bit more and then also adding a bat. Um, so, yeah, those are the big ones. David Robertson, Jesse Caulfield, where do you see him going? This is a hard one. It is. Relief pitchers might be the hardest to pick. Yeah, it's, it's it kind is. of a crapshoot. Well, yeah, because everyone, like I said, like everyone could use them. And, like, obviously some teams are like, all right, the biggest name reliever should probably go to the team in the biggest need of relief pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Phillies come to mind. That's exactly who I was going to do. But at the same time, I've heard nothing from the Phillies' front. I know. Which has me baffled. Yeah. And they've, they've gotten hot. Haven't they won, like, five straight? Yeah, no, they've been – I mean, here's the thing. It, they've been slowly just getting – uh, being a better team seemingly almost every month. Yeah. Um, but the relief pitching is always <laughs> a big question in Philly. But I want to say Philly, but I just can't because I've heard, I haven't heard anything. Mm. So, but I, that would, I feel it would be like maybe the best fit. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say Phillies, but I'm wondering what they're doing over there. No, I got you. All right. Finally. J.D. Martinez, the last one we're going to do. Where do you see J.D. Martinez going? You know what? I'm going to trust my source. Yeah? I'm going to say he's going to be a Dodger. No. And I think he'll look terrible in the Dodger blue. <laughs> I will disagree. I think he goes to the New York Mets. Uh, whether he goes with Vasquez or not Vasquez, I don't know. Um, but I just I think the Mets will have to make a big splash at some point here. I don't think it's going to be as big as Juan Soto. But I think J.D. makes a lot of sense, probably along with Vasquez as well. I do think J.D. Martinez goes to the New York Mets once it's all said and done. That's my second choice. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, trust my source here. No, I get you. I Listen, no, no problem there. Um, actually, I'll do one more, just very quickly. I think J.D. will look a lot better in New York Mets uniform. Josh Bell, where do you think he goes? I'm going to say nowhere. I don't mm. think Bell gets moved. I think that's a seller that gets stuck holding the bag as well. I, I don't. I think that they're never going to bring down the price, and teams are going to say no. We're not going to pay that. I don't think Josh Bell goes anywhere. That's interesting because, like, I the biggest one of the biggest names in on first baseman is Red Sox, and now they don't. It's just confusing on if they're going to buy really at all. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I don't. And it also, like, so much attention has been taken away mm-hmm. from what Washington should be selling mm-hmm. because of the Juan Soto thing. Yes. So I wonder if they're so focused on Juan Soto that they, yeah, like, they don't trade a guy like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. It could be. I just. It I would don't know. be odd. It, 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 you'd think he has to go, but. Yeah. For whatever reason, socks being off the market being one and just what the asking price has been, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Washington's standing there with him still on the roster past the deadline. I mean, I don't think the Rays will pay for a price like him. Well, they also just added David Peralta as well. So. Oh, they, they did. I forgot about that. You're yeah. right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the Rays were the only one I really could think of. Yeah. It ain't going to be Toronto. I mean, it ain't going to be Toronto. No, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for anybody else, really. In my opinion, at least. No, I can't. The other team, like, think about it. The other teams, I mean, I can think of, like, fringe, but, yeah, but, but I don't the, think they the, should do it. But the other teams that need bats, they don't need a first baseman. 
Yeah. San Diego doesn't need a first baseman. The Cardinals don't need they a don't, first baseman. They definitely don't need a first baseman. The, San Diego, the Cardinals don't need a first baseman. The Mets don't need a first baseman. So it's – what's the market? I don't know. The market was the Rays and the Sox to me, and now both yeah. those teams are out. So I wouldn't be shocked if Bell doesn't go anywhere. All right. With that, I think we can wrap it up. 20 – well, I mean – let. No, yeah, it's about 24 hours left of this exciting time. Let's see 20, what happens. 25 and a half. 25 and a half hours left. Hater going today. Yankees picking up another reliever. That is it so far. The calm before the storm. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. That's just today. No, I know. So far. Today. Let's see what happens in this next 25 hours. It should be very, very interesting to see what happens. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. Uh, follow us at slowyourroll.com, uh, slowyourroll.com for, you know, articles, Jesse's articles and, you know, links to past shows at slowyourroll on Instagram and Twitter for videos and updates, anything like that. Have a great rest of your week.